This is Texas Soccer Radio. This is a little bit of a different episode this week. Uh, Larry is off this week, so instead of doing the normal show um, by myself, we decided to change things up and do our first player profile of the year. So what you're going to hear after this is an interview that we did with Ryan Rashindle at Toyota Field on Friday, February 23rd. Uh, we talk a little more generally about stuff. It's not so much about uh, the upcoming season as it is him as a player. So uh, hopefully you enjoy that. I had a lot of fun chatting with him, and hopefully you enjoy listening to it. Uh, before we play that, just a couple quick notes here that I want to get in. Um, we may talk about them next week when Larry's back. We may not. We'll see. But SAFC released new kits. They are fucking sick. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, if you missed that, you can check it out at 210soccer.com. We have an article with a lot of your reaction to it and a lot of pictures in there too. Um, second thing on my list here, uh, we will definitely talk about this next week because I'm not going to do it justice right now. Um, but San Antonio Athenians announced that they would not be participating in the 2018 season, uh, literally minutes after we finished our podcast last week. So, uh, horrible timing on our part there, but uh, really unfortunate that the Athenians aren't going to be around, that women's uh, soccer is probably not going to be represented this summer. Hopefully things can get back on track for the next year. Um, and, you know, maybe eventually a NWSL club would be cool. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that next week. But RIP Athenians, very sad. Um Better news for this player anyway, Sebastian Biaga got a start in NYCFC's last preseason game. Um, he's obviously still with the club. He was not specifically listed as a trialist in the club's post-match documents, um, but he also has not been announced as part of the team either. So we'll see if uh, he ends up getting a spot. Personal opinion, speculation, I think he's probably earned a NYCFC contract. Um, I do it certainly seems like San Antonio doesn't expect him to come back with the signing of Chris Christian and the center back depth that they already have. Um, but obviously we'll have to see on that. But for right now, as far as we know, Sebastian Biaga is still with NYCFC. I think it's safe to expect that to continue here going forward. Um, and then finally, tomorrow on Saturday, there are two preseason matches for San Antonio FC at Toyota Field. They are closed to the public. It's uh, media only, but we do plan on having at least one person for both of those games there. So you can follow along at Texas Soccer Radio, at 210 Soccer on Twitter, uh, or of course our personal Twitter accounts at Kyle underscore Mankey, at Check J Footy. Uh, and uh, a lot of other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. Sorry, guys. But we'll tweet those out here before too long from the 210 Soccer Twitter account. So, anyway, here is the interview with Ryan Rashindle. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. We are joined now with Ryan Rashindle from San Antonio FC. Uh, many roles uh, around the club over the years, but most recently named uh, 2018 club captain. So excited to have you here for our first player profile of the season. So how you how you doing today on this crazy, wet, foggy Friday? Yeah, no, doing well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for, for the heads up and uh, the 
I guess the notoriety of getting the, the club captain role, it's definitely an honor. But, oh, we're doing well. Obviously, this weather's been crazy here, I mean, for a while. But um, So we're trying to move things around, having to do things, but just kind of go with the flow. And, uh, you know, we have one job here, and that's just to play. So we let everybody else figure out the other stuff, and we just try to be as uh, – as easy as we can with all the decisions and having to go to different fields and do all that stuff. But we know we have our, our one goal is just to keep us going forward in preseason and getting better every day. Now, you're not from Texas originally, right? I know you played with Austin before this, but uh, it was Atlanta before that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and I'm actually born and raised in Atlanta, but I played for the Silverbacks before I came to Austin, played in other countries before that, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. But um yeah, that was a cool year just to play at home. I grew up in Atlanta, so being able to play there for a year in front of family and friends. But, yeah, yeah from there, so somewhat similar weather most of the time. Very <laughs> humid and hot there as well. But right. it's, So this has, been, this has been really weird, but we'll go with it. What was that like playing for kind of a hometown club, hometown crowd, and getting to have your family out there every week? Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, it was, it was something that really came out of the blue for me, too. <clears throat> I was living there coaching, and I was um, – kind of in the middle of trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And um, I still spent a lot of time at Silverbacks Park. They do adult adult leagues and all that kind of stuff. So I played a lot with my friends. And one day I was up there, and the guy who was going to be the assistant coach for the Silverbacks saw me there, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was coaching at a D3 school, Oglethorpe University at the time, and just coaching club kids. And he's like, well, we need um, some guys to come out, help us out for kind of a preseason inter-squad game for the first team. Would you – mind coming out I was like yeah sure I'll come play um <clears throat> Eric Winalda was a coach that year I'm sure people kind of heard about that weird story but um so he was there as well I didn't really think anything of it I just went and played and next thing I know after that game they asked me to come into preseason so nice. um I was like sure yeah I'll come I'm got a job I have no pressure I really don't <laughs> care you know at this point like I've had a cool career I've gotten to do a lot of cool things right. so I just went in with you know no no expectations whatsoever and by the end of preseason, you know, when Alda called me in and said, would you like to, what do you like to play? And I was like, yeah, I'll play, you know, sure, why not? And he was kind of like, all right, cool. Like, I was like, look, I've done a lot of stuff. Like, it would be awesome to play. I love playing. So it was really cool just being at home. All my friends that I grew up playing with all still lived in Georgia at the time. So every home game, I probably had more fans in the stands than anybody, which was, it was cool. My family got to see me a lot and they didn't get to do that once I, when I was living out of the country and stuff. So just being able to play in front of my friends and family every day, everyone knew that I was playing for them. It's, it's always fun. It's cool. But you know, San Antonio has become kind of a second home now too. So it's more, I got more fans behind me, I think now (laughs) than, than I did there. So it's also pretty special. Yeah, you after spending what was it a season with Austin in 2015, and then uh, came here in May of 2016, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, what was that like coming into San Antonio FC? Like, what kind of were your expectations of this new club and its inaugural year and all that? Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting because you know Austin ended and that ended kind of not not on a great note either. Obviously, the club going under and all that, and it probably wasn't my greatest you know, contribution as a pro either, as far as how I played that year and, and whatnot. So I was kind of in limbo again. It's been a weird career, I guess, for me, just always kept trying to push and fight and, and grind it out. And it's, you know, that's just the way I've always been. So I came in and not knowing really what to expect. Um, you know, I knew Coach Powell, just kind of word of mouth. My dad was a club coach growing up, so he actually knew him just because of when he was at Elon and stuff. So, you know, I knew who he was. We didn't know each other personally. So, 
you know, I just came in. I was like, look, I'll be myself. And, you know, I've, I've been around the game. And he, know, he knows that I've been around the game. He'd seen me play since I was a kid, you know, when he was recruiting guys probably off of our club team, actually, you know, back in the, the southeast when he was coaching college. So right. for me, it's just um, anytime you go into a situation like that, it's just kind of express yourself and show yourself you know, what kind of person you are, what kind of player you are, and what you can kind of contribute to a team. And uh, luckily for me, they, they saw something in me that they thought I could contribute. And, you know, I've now since since that day, I've been here, you know, every single day. Yeah. So it's been pretty cool. Did you come in with, because for anyone who doesn't know, you are a SAFC Academy coach as well. Uh, did you come in with the intentions of kind of continuing that coaching career or were you more focused on playing or was it a little of both? Um, definitely, I guess a little bit of both. I, you know, I, t- I told them that I wanted to be a coach. I want to be a coach when I'm done playing. Yeah. So if that is something that they were looking to do as far as the academy, I would love to be involved. And, um, you know, that's another thing that they were at the time, they didn't even really know was going to happen yet. And but so they, he definitely kept that in mind for me. And, um, you know, part of that's kind of earning trust and stuff, too. So once, you know, we had spent a few months and stuff together, they realized kind of who I was. I got to figure out who they were. And, you know, the trust is built on both ends. You know, when they decided to go along with the academy, they called me in right away and kind of, I guess, gave me a little mini interview to see how I would deal with different things and kind of what was going to happen with the academy and what we were going to do. And, of course, Coach Nick uh, was going to be the academy director and, um Coach Powell asked him as well, you, you know, what do you think Ryan would do do a good job? He's like, I think it'd be fantastic to have somebody who has his experience, who's in the first team as well, working with our kids every yeah. single day. Um, he could have a good influence on him right. as long as he does a good job, of course. Right. And so far, I think I've done pretty well with it. And I, I love working with the kids. And it's been a great, yeah. great, great experience so far. I mean, I think one of the – we've talked about it before briefly, but one of the highlights of the 2017 season on the, on the highlight reels is your goal that you scored. You know, you, you know, you obviously celebrated with the teammates and everything, but watching the video – and we're at Toyota Field right now as we record this. So, yeah. you know, you ran straight to the corner where, where the academy kids were there to greet you. So yeah. is, is that kind of a special relationship that you have now, have like a real footprint on the club in that way? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, those kids, they're, they're super special for a lot of reasons. But, you know, ever since we started, they've just – they've really brought taken me in. And, I mean, they, they love SAFC. They love it being, being a part of it. They love everything about being – like wearing the badge. They're yeah. so proud to be a part of it, first of all. I mean, they not only just with me, obviously I'm their coach and they see me every day. So we have a special bond, but they know all the guys on the team. They ask me about them all the time. They're, they're, they're our team's biggest fans, you know. And for me, you know, since I'm with them every day, we do have that special kind of connection, of course. So, I mean, all throughout the season, they're like, Coach, you're going to go win this game. You're going to score the winning goal, <laughs> da, 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 like all the time. And then, you know, it just so happens on a Wednesday night, you know, we're playing for, you know, a, a home field in the playoff and it's a Wednesday night so we make it mandatory for all the kids to be there and we're on this side of the field and so you know we're that da- we're, we're tied 1-1 and their right. coach scores so it's like one of those things where they kind of almost predicted that it would happen and I was like ah you know who knows like it probably won't happen I'm a defensive midfielder my chances of scoring are slim right. you know as it is and so you know because it happened and they're right there I mean there's no no way I couldn't have in, you know involved them in that celebration and being of course my first goal of the club too and you know, not just involving the kids, but all the guys came with me, you know, and 
the fans are involved, the kids are involved, the teams are involved, and that's kind of just it's the culmination of what this club is kind of all about. Is yeah. that we're all one big family, we're one big, you know, it's our city, our club, all the time, and that was kind of like the perfect picture of having everybody involved in one in one kind of moment. Right. So it's it's super special for me, obviously, because I'm with those kids every day. I'm at the club every single day, but I thought as a whole it's just it's a special moment i think for a lot of people so it's i'll, I'll never forget it ever for yeah. sure maybe it's kind of a an over asked question or, or an overdone topic but the fan support here and you know you just had the the 2018 kit revealed the other night and fortunately i wasn't able to be there but judging by the pictures i know cowboys is a huge place <laughs> and that dance floor yeah. looked pretty backed so uh, what's that like as a part of this club to see that support coming from these people day in and day out, like the middle of February? You know? Yeah, it's phenomenal, really. I mean, like you said, the jersey reveal, and fortunately, I got to be there. I mean, it was it was it was almost like what you would feel like, I guess, if you were a movie star or like a singer, <laughs> and you go out on stage and it's dark, and all of a sudden the lights come on, yeah. and this, they're going crazy for us just to show them a, a you know a shirt right. that we we're going to be wearing this year that they'll probably all be wearing in the stands this year. <laughs> I mean, their support is is undeniable. They're always there for us through thick and thin. I mean, that's what makes playing for this team so special, too, because you have people who have your back all the time. You know, you're going to have 8,000 fans or 8,500 people in the stands, you know, every game that, you know, they're you want to put on a show for them, you know, and you want to make them proud because they're they are so proud of, you know, being just that part of it. So it makes playing for this team and playing for this city – you know, is that much more special, and it's it's really easy to kind of get yourself up for for games when you know you have so many people in your corner. So, yeah. I mean, thank you to the fans always. I mean, you guys are you're you're the you're the bread and butter of this club. You're the heart and soul of this club. I mean, we we're the working parts, and you know we have to go out and put on a performance for you guys. But without without the fans, it wouldn't really mean much, you know, in my opinion, because yeah. that's what it's all about. We said we weren't going to talk X's and O's too much and make this more of a broader conversation, but I do want to ask you, you know, you came in, you were announced as a center back originally, <laughs> and then we saw you as a defensive midfielder, as an emergency goalkeeper, um, and of course a color commentator at one point, and yeah. <laughs> academy coach too, but on the field stuff, um, what was that transition like to move your move up to that defensive mid midfield as opposed to center back, because it seemed like once that happened, you found a lot more consistent minutes and it really had a big impact on the season last year too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's probably, it probably comes just from my development of my game throughout my whole life. So as a child, as a kid playing, I was actually a number 10. So, you know, and it's kind of funny because that's kind of what we go after with our Academy kids too, as a profile player, as a kid that can play, you know, with the ball at his feet, can see the game, make passes and all that, then yeah. we can put them in certain spots on the field where they're gonna, where we yeah, think yeah. they'll be more successful. So because I think I played as a center midfielder my whole life, even an attacking midfielder my whole life, and I was such, um, you know, I was never, and I'm sure people see it now, I'm not the most athletic person on the field. <laughs> I'm not the quickest guy. I know that. So from a very young age, I had to learn how to think football really quick yeah. and I had a father who pushed me every single day you know fortunately and unfortunately he was very tough on me but he taught me the game and taught me to really think the game whenever I played so anywhere I go on the field you know I'm thinking that position I'm able to do that and of course that comes from also being a coach every you know every day and I'm thinking soccer all the time so 
as a center back, you see the whole field. You know, you're able to do things and put yourself in positions to, you know, to minimize your weaknesses, maximize your strengths. And if you can do that anywhere on the field and, and you can think that way, you can kind of be successful. Uh, you know, a number six or a defensive mid is not much different than a center back. You're just a little bit higher up the field. Yeah. You're a little bit more involved, but you still see most of the field anyway. It's all in front of you. So, you know, knowing the game and playing in that position, it, it helps, obviously, when you have good teammates around you that, that kind of know your strengths as well. And, you know, I know everybody on the field like that, like the back of my hand. I know what they're good at and what, what what's going to make them successful. So as a number six, when you're in the middle of the park, that's what you're trying to do is trying to maximize your team's, you know, strengths. You know, we're very good on the outsides, obviously, quick up and down the line. So find them, find them in the space. We have really good people on the ball in the middle of the park. So put the ball on their feet and let them do their magic. Yeah. For me, I'm just the link man. It's very, you know, that's – that's kind of what a number six should be is that is that link between the between the lines and get the ball to the playmakers and let them you know do what they do you know what they what they do to make their money you know so and put on a show but that's that's kind of how I see it is you know it's not a huge change for me just because I see the game the way I do and you know just go out and play the game and and, and enjoy it how much does that familiarity play a role in your you know how this team works like uh, there's some players that have been here since 2016 some that came in early last year and are still here uh, you know how does that affect you as a player oh yeah I mean when you have spent a lot of time at, in one place with kind of the same people obviously you start to just pick up on not just how they play and whatever but all kinds of their just their habits too little habits that you wouldn't know with a new guy coming in you know we only have a few new guys so it's going to be a little bit easier just to hone in on those guys to know what they do and what right. the, what kind of makes them tick because I already know, you know, if I'm sitting in there and Greg Cochran's on my left, I know he's going to get up and down the line. He's left-footed. He wants the ball in front of him right on his foot. Right. You know, when we have our guys in the middle, Pekka, he's good, he wants the ball at his feet so he can create. You know, same with Ever Guzman. Like, those guys, you know, when you, know, when you have that familiarity, it's easy. Now it's can we put it all together and kind of gel and improve on what we did last year instead of trying to get more, you know, when you have a brand new squad, you're trying to, from the first part of preseason, it's really just trying to get familiar with one another and get used to how we play, what our system is. Because we have so many guys, they already know the system really. Now can yeah. we expand on it from last year and the year before to try to push us over the edge and you know do better than we've done in the past two years? So, of course, it definitely helps. Well, thanks for doing this. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us and chatting for a few minutes. And uh, just any closing thoughts that you want fans to know here ahead of the 2018 season? No, I just want to um, just want to thank all the fans. Really, like I said when we were talking about it earlier, you guys are the absolute our heart and soul of this club. We we absolutely love you. We appreciate all the support that all of you guys give us every single day. All the home games that you know you guys pack the house when we go away. You guys are watching games. You know. All the support you guys give us, that's what makes, like I said, that's what makes this place so special. So, you know, we're excited for the season to start. We're excited to see you guys again in every single game that we have here at Toyota Field. And, you know, come ready to, to cheer us on, be loud and proud, because when you when you guys do that, I mean, it's an advantage, of course. You know, you, we saw it in the playoffs against Tulsa. That was, that was another really special moment for all of us that we'll never forget here at the club, and hopefully the fans won't either. So... We're excited to see all of you. Thank you so much for all your support and uh, appreciate you having me here.